Hello, hello everyone. It's Evelyn Ken Woman. How are you doing? I hope this finds you well. And welcome back to another episode with Ken Woman Collective. So without taking too much of your time, let's just dive right into it, shall we? Today's episode really is going out to all the mothers of color, the MOCs and the diasporas. And I really wanted to speak to all of us, all of you out there, just to reaffirm, encourage, and uplift you all as you do this heavy work of mothering your children while also mothering yourself in foreign lands. So let's just jump right into it, shall we? So this conversation actually came to me as an idea while speaking with a friend of mine who is also from Africa. She is Ghanaian, I am Zimbabwean, and both of us, we are doing this mothering thing post-divorce. She's got five, I've got three, and throughout our conversation we noticed that really um as immigrant mothers migrant mothers we have this very unique advantage which does not feel like an advantage many many times unless you decide to look at it from that angle but it really is an advantage of raising your children in this transnational way where they can embrace their new country whether they were born in america or they were born in the uk or canada wherever it is that you moved and had your children or maybe they were born in africa and then you moved with them to another country they are in this unique position to really experience culture from many different angles and because culture is really an amalgamation of thoughts ideas values and beliefs collected throughout time and space really you get to create what makes the most meaning for you and to you and so today i wanted to talk about that this this position of mothering that is very rooted in the privilege of um the local and the global right space atmosphere and i really usually like to bring up one of my mentors i've never met this woman i've read her work and studied her works and i just consider her a mentor but her name is gloria anzaldua and i center a lot of her work really in my own um journey when i when i think about home and the idea of home and the essence of home what home looks and feels like because this is something that i struggled with for the longest as a mother but coming into understanding that home is neither here nor there because when you are here yes you are connected to here but you don't necessarily belong here either and then when you are there you are connected to there but you don't belong there either so home is now this very weird space that you occupy and eventually hopefully the idea is to know that home really begins with yourself and so i wanted to talk about that and and just encourage um those of us who have been doing the work of healing ourselves becoming aware of our own traumas investigating the colonial influences that really shape how we move in the diaspora the colonial influences that shape how we think about injustice in the diaspora 
and to look at how can we then move in the, in these new spaces and use our voice to use what we're learning um to teach our children really about the systems that are very they may look so concentrated they may feel so concentrated when we are seeing black lives matter everywhere or when we're seeing uh women's lives matter whatever the the, the movement is um they may look so localized but in reality these systems are so rooted deep deep within the global sphere within the global community in the collective right there's no way in this world that you could go where colonialism uh colonization and colonialism hasn't touched or hasn't affected there's nowhere you can go anywhere and you will see the impact right and so how do we teach our children things that we have learned by examining ourselves in this space is to go wow I did not know this about my own country, my own culture until I came to this country and I was exposed to these ideas. And now I am I some of us even go to the extent of calling ourselves activists, right? We are fighting against the systems, which I don't usually like to encourage people to fight against systems because I believe that when you fight against something you're giving it energy and that energy is energy you really need to fight for something when i fight for love i am much more um inclined to to be moving in love to be moving with with uh with joy than if i'm fighting against something right so um coming back to so after i've investigated my own internal um conflicts so the things that i didn't know about for example i'll just give you a very personal um um example right moving as an African Zimbabwean woman in America, having been here since I was like 17, 16 going on 17, I have had to learn so much about American black culture, right? American black culture from the descendants of the enslaved, right? And then I've also had to learn my own blackness as an immigrant woman in that space of American blackness, right and then i've also had to learn my blackness as an african woman in white spaces (laughs) so so that's a lot of stuff to figure out right and i've had to learn how to separate and and put together and and pull apart and come back and circle around it and there was a time when i was so passionate about you know, critical race theory and examining all these forms of power and rhetoric and all this stuff. And then I realized like, whoa, 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 I am becoming heavy to the point where in my desire to see equality, in my desire to fight for justice, I am expanding so much of my energy that I am slowly traumatizing myself. I'm slowly traumatizing myself. That's a new trauma that is not familiar to me. And as I was in the process of doing all of that, I was also putting that on my children as a mother. And that's where I had to stop and catch myself and go, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If we're going to raise children who are aware of injustice and still hold the joy, children who are able to still move in love, children who are able to still move with peace, and ease and know that they also belong in this collective force that 
makes all of humanity so great that they also are a piece of the mosaic, the piece of the puzzle that the creator has put together. How do I then speak about injustice, inequality, about justice and equality in a way that doesn't leave my children secondhand traumatized? So all of that requires you, the mother, to become aware of your own psyche, your own internal space, your heart, your soul, your spirit, the way you speak to yourself, the way you speak about yourself after having had an encounter with someone who may really was being passive aggressive with you, racially passive aggressive with you, or somebody who may have been really undermining you simply because of your color or your gender, or your sexuality, whatever the case may be. How then do we affirm our children in that space to go, yes, you can speak against this, or you can speak for this, and still remember that at the end of the day, you come from a people who know joy. You come from a people who know peace. You come from a people who know who they are regardless of how much other forces tried to strip all that away from us i didn't know i mean growing up in zimbabwe we never really studied our blackness because we were the majority so this conversation of blackness is something that most Zimbabweans really didn't get to sit with really in the classroom yes we studied world history we knew our geography but the extent of colonization and colonialism was not something that we learned so much about we knew that our grandfathers and our great-grandfathers had gone to fight the freedom wars but no one ever told us what the freedom war was really about beyond it being a black and white issue No one told us that the Freedom War was about Black Zimbabweans wanting to grow their own food on their own land. Black Zimbabweans wanting the same access to education. Black Zimbabweans wanting the same access to opportunities and resources to build wealth for their families. No one told us that part. No one told us that it was the it was a war about walking on the land of your ancestors without having dogs released on you, without having uh, water hoses thrown at you, you know, sprayed at you just for walking on the street because you are black. This is on the continent. This is in Africa. So when I started to learn all these things. And I was committed to diversity and inclusion from a very Eurocentric view, from a very Western view. When I started to investigate my own homeland to see how these two worlds were interconnected, I was dumbfounded. I was puzzled. I was overwhelmed. I was debilitated. I felt as though, what have we been missing? And the more I started to learn the language of trauma and realize that, wow, these forces have pulled a number on everybody, that we are all dying to be heard. We are all dying to be seen. We are all screaming, what about me? What about me? What about me? Because trauma does this thing where 
it disregards anybody else's just for it to be heard and to be seen and that's where you hear terms like trauma olympics no we're not engaging with trauma olympics we just want to be seen and we just want to be heard so as you can tell <laughs> as you can tell the more i begin to do my own work healing myself from the inside out healing my ideas of what true justice looks like what true womanhood true motherhood looks like healing my idea of what home in this foreign lands even looks like because truth be told i really don't belong in zimbabwe anymore zimbabwe is home africa will forever be home but now i've had to learn that home from this angle home from this view where i am standing home looks something completely different than what i have grown accustomed to and so when i watch my children who are multicultural children whose uh, ancestry comes all from all over the world i have to think about that I have to think about that. I have to really consider what influences my mothering and my motherhood. I, you may agree or disagree with this, but I don't believe in the performance that is motherhood. I believe in the ideology and the idea of mothering. That is, I mother my children. I'm mothering myself as I mother my children. Spirit, soul is asking me to do the work to be the guide these children need to be the guide these little souls asked for chose when they wanted to come into this world when they decided to come in this world so as i am mothering my own children investigating my own traumas investigating my own perspectives my own ways of moving and seeing the world how then do i teach my children and talk to my children about standing up for justice and standing up for what is right and also maintaining a sense of identity a sense of belonging for them to know that at the end of the day there is a home they belong to they have a culture they belong to they have cultures really right but that they get to choose how they move in this world and the beauty about having a mother like you who has lived among people who are the majority is you know what it's like to be free yes that freedom might have been different from the freedom you have now considering we come from cultures where sometimes women are the matriarchs and men run the home in a different way and we grew up seeing our fathers and our uncles you know tend to lead the family but we also saw our grandmothers do the impossible so how do you teach your children about that because those are the things that will ground your children those are the things that your children need to be reminded of the sacred stories about the the sacred forests in your culture the sacred folk tales in your culture all the little rituals that you performed and did and engaged and participated in as a child how do you offer those to your children so that as they move in this world and they become aware of the very difficult conditions and the harshness of the world they can remember the blood and the stories of their ancestors 
you have this thing that was given to you those 10 15 20 years of growing up with your people they gave you so much they affirmed in you so much they gave you a sense of belonging that your children will constantly be looking and searching for simply because now their childhood has been and will be in a different culture in a different society that does not value the sacred things that your people valued so you are now this ancestor this living ancestor who can go come back home because home is where the sacred is home is where our ancestors do not have to scream they can whisper and we can hear them home is the space where joy and peace come together and we live abundantly so i don't want you to get carried away in the ways of the world i don't want you to feel like you have to conform as you are learning I want to offer you a solution really to say, investigate yourself, investigate how the colonial powers that be influence your own people, and then take what you need from both cultures and raise your children in a way that is grounding and empower them to know that being an immigrant is not something to be ashamed of. And that when someone says, well, if it was so bad over here, why don't you go back to your country? You can simply tell your children to say, how do you know? How do you know? Maybe my ancestors made it so I could be here someday and reclaim what is ours. Because these lands, these foreign western lands were built by our people with our material to this day our people and our continents are still supplying raw materials to these lands labor to these lands so you have every right to be wherever it is you are (laughs) you have every right to claim a piece of the pie wherever you are you have every right to build your own dream to follow your own dreams and to become your own dream. All, all is not lost. All is not lost in this foreign lands. You can still raise your children the way your people raised you. You can still offer your children the same rituals. Do it even when they don't understand why you're doing it. Because as they grow older, they will understand and they will come back to it. Even when they don't show gratitude. Gratitude. (laughs) Do it anyways. Do it anyways. And I hope you know that your journey as a transnational mother, as an immigrant mother, as a migrant mother, as a refugee mother is just as valid. And what a brave thing it is to choose mothering, to come into motherhood without any support, with a lot of cultural conflicts and a lot of barriers and so many other forces working against you, but you still have your joy. You still get up every single day. Yes, some days are harder than others, but you still give it your all. You still try. That is the most bravest thing you can ever do. 
So I send you my love and I send you my heart. And I want to say to you, sister, I see you. Sister, I see you. Sister, I see you. And I am praying for your journey and I'm praying for your children. Take care.